Looking for ideas and tactical news on how to grow and market your business online? It's the perfect afternoon morning show. So grab a coffee or your pen and paper, keep driving to work, hey, eyes on the road now, and prepare to be inspired. Uh, we had to stop the recording because the amount of uh, dialogue that was happening out of Mr. Jones uh, about the new podcast intro that we're going to be having. He's just determined he wants it to be some type of bagpipe rendition of some like 80s hair band. And I, I, I couldn't get him off the topic. And I, don't, I don't get it. Like your, your connection to British pop, British alternative pop. I'm <laughs> wanting that as part of an intro. Yeah, well, you know, I just want to culturally enrich always. <laughs> we'll uh, we'll go through your top five list, okay? That's in your iPod that you still use. But uh, in the meantime, to keep listeners engaged and on the tips of their seat, search console. What is a search console, Gary? And why does Google matter? What is it? Today, we're going to so, talk about. So, so, so Gary's going to talk and I, we're going to chime in about Google search console. And now in the big standard year of 2023, which it, it's amazing because I sit here and look at search console and when it came out and disavows happened and all these things happen going back over 25 years in this business, probably 26, 27 now, but search console, what is it and why do businesses need this with their online property? Yeah, I think it's a good point, and I think it's something that we should talk about because I think Google Search Console is kind of like an unsung hero, and I think it may be one of the tools that gets overlooked for some of the more flashier ones. But at its core, it's basically a way of monitoring the performance of your website on on things like Google Search. Okay. So, so it makes it... No, no, keep going, man. We can talk over each other. This is dialogue. <laughs> so I was just going to say, so it makes it possible for you to see how your site is being indexed. Is it being indexed on Google Search Console? Um, do you have a sitemap in place? Um, how is it performing on those pages? Uh, unlike GA4, it's actually giving you data on how it's performing on the page rather than how your how people are using your website. So it's just like it has so much information that can really help you when it comes to uh, if you're a new business, old business, if you've never had Google Search Console before, it's just like, it's a great way of getting to know your website and how other people see it. It's like a first date or like reading their online profile. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> you know, he went into a lot of depths of it all, but I want to, I want to kind of just break it apart, Gary, and we can kind of go back and forth in regards to this, but I think to sea level, well, not even sea level, but I guess to some of the people around my age that have, uh, you know, they've, they've been through 20, 30 years of life. Um, it's search console is going to be your connector to Google and it allows you to submit your website and then you get to look at and see how Google embraces your website and then what they say about it. And then we can get into small technicalities because on a high level, people are always like, well, who's coming to my website and how long do they, where do they come from? And like, why aren't they buying? Why aren't they filling out the lead form? It, it gets into more granular, granularities of that. And that's the wonderful mm. part is you get to understand is diagnostics. It's kind of like plugging a computer into your vehicle 
and having the mechanic go through the diagnostics and telling you what's good, what's bad, how things are performing, where is it benchmark against um, you know standards and testing and other aspects. Um, but more importantly is that your site is connected to Search Console so that you are saying, Google, Handshake, it's nice to meet you. This is my ID, and uh, this validates who I am. And here's my website, and I'd like you to come in and look at all the pages and give me some feedback of where you think we should be and, and why. And then possibly give me some suggestions or give me some pointers of how I can make things better because I'd like to be competitive and I'd like to show up above my competitors. So we get to a lot of, lot of specifics of how agencies like us utilize Search Console to help clients. So let's let's go into some of those, Gare. Yeah, so I mean, you touched on a really good point at the at the start there as well. When you're when you're talking about, it, you have to validate, right? So you've got to take ownership. It's a bit like your um, business profile, like your Google business profile. You need to validate and make and Google Search Console and Google itself needs to know that you own that website. Um, there's a bunch of different ways of doing it, but you may want to work with a with a team to just make sure that that's all set up because uh, on the on on the outset it looks kind of complicated and i think that's the thing about google search console it can look quite complicated but yeah. i think it's essential to have it like it's really essential to go through that little fiddly bit of getting it set up because when you do there are things it unlocks that you d- can't really get from anywhere else so one of the things i really like about it is the query section you Ooh. go on performance you look at um you look at the performance it'll tell you how many clicks and how many people like where it's been in, like the impressions where it's showing up on Google search. But one of the big things it does is it tells you what pe- how people are finding you, like the keywords people are using, the queries people are using to find your website. And I think that's kind of fundamental to understanding your audience and also why people are going to your website, their intent, those kind of things. Because if you go on those queries, you look at that list and you find out, you know, you're, you're, you're a manufacturing website, but people are going on there because they're actually looking for a, a product that your, the name of your website or your business kind of sounds like. That's a problem. And, and you can, you, you see that and you can solve that problem by, by, you know, making updates to your website, but you would never know that unless you have that information. Ooh. And I think that's. It's a fundamental thing. Gary, Gary, quite contrary. What is the difference between Search Console and Analytics? I thought I already had something to tell me all this stuff. It's called like Google Analytics, and now there's this big hoopla about it going to a GA4, and I get this big yellow box on my analytics when I log in to see where my traffic's. What's the difference between these two, Gary? I thought I'm all set up and ready to rock. So... Good question. GA, GA4 is going to be their new, is their big new thing. And I think this is why I wanted to talk about it because I think there's a lot of emphasis on GA4, but GA4 essentially tracks people on your website. Oh. It will tell you their user journey, so, what they're doing, how they're clicking on things. But analytics, that's, that's what, analytics essentially tracks what goes on on your website with users. Search yeah. Console is how Google is embracing and seeing your website and giving you some some hard data, validated data of how people are finding your website, where it's showing up in yeah. search results. So there is a parting of the seas there, <clears throat> excuse me, because analytics is going to give you more drill down details. If you want to know that they're using a mobile phone, if you don't want to know what country they're coming from, if you want to see live traffic on your website, if you want to see how many people in the pathway 
uh, from entry to exit or bounce, how long someone stays on a page or through a funnel to a conversion point. That's going to be analytics. But Search Console is a bit different, but they work hand in hand. They share data, don't they? Well, you can link them as well. So it's really easy to do. You can go into your GA4. You can, as, as long as you're using, as long as you've got access to the same account. And again, you might want to work with a partner just so you, you have these things sorted out in the way you want them sorted out. But you can link them and then they share data. And then, and then, um, it kind of spills over. So you're, um, kind of like the health of your website and how it's showing up on in, in, in Google results kind of bleeds into that kind of website side of things as well. Interesting. So that's totally, that, that's a very easy thing you can set up in between those two things. They kind of mesh together. Um, but um, the other thing that's really important with Google Search Console is it can give you that vital information of how it's appearing on Google search results. But it also gives you an idea of the health of your website. So it's got all of these things where you can track how things are working. So it's got um, the core web vitals and experience tabs. And that will tell you just simple things like, is your website usable on a mobile device? Things like that. Is like how, suited, how it yeah. works. Yeah. And that's huge in 2023. And it's been, it's been a big ranking factor for many years now. Um, but, um, how things perform on a mobile device is, is something you, you want to know about. Exactly. And so an important thing for, for listeners, businesses to understand is that if Google's making some of these changes or they're talking about the user experience with a core factor that they grade against, or is it mobile friendly, you need to take note because they know their users. They are the data conglomerate. That's really what Google is. It's data capture, continuous in a live environment. They aggregate data and that's what they sell off. And that's what we try to manipulate on a regular basis, right? Um, but if they're telling you that there's core web vitals of your website that are meeting or lacking in a certain threshold, you need to take note because you need to determine whether or not you're being competitive. Um, and also who it is that's working on your site if they're doing things that are helping or hindering you. And a lot of times there's not malice in regards to those things. It's, it's a live environment. It's living and breathing. And so we have to take note <clears throat> and play within those sandboxes. Um, but Gary brings up a lot of good points. Um, once you're validated and you have a site map, which is essentially the index of your website, all the pages in a very computerized file that Google will read. And then it sends out its little spiders, their bots, and it crawls your website and indexes. And then after time, it tells you where you kind of fit, where you rank, where you show up, what's going on with it. Um, but what's interesting is when you get into like e-commerce and larger sites, uh, larger data induced sites. So let's say you have a third party tool. We have customers that have large databases like in Sage or it's a in-house system to control inventory. They do in-store they do in person, uh, over the phone, and then online sales. And you have to mesh that data in a lot of ways. So there's a lot of crazy things that go on with all this technology. It should just work, right? Just throw magic pixie dust and the stuff just kind of happens. Um, mm. But it's important to know is crawl budget. Um, and that's something that you can throttle. So how many times or over a period of time, Google's bot comes to the site, it visits, it tells you the last time it showed up at your site and how many pages it actually we used to call it slurping or sucking up and indexing. And what if you have tens of thousands of pages? Is Google going to give a crawl budget 
every single time and suck up and look for changes on 10,000 pages. If you have products that are <clears throat> essentially a SKU number, but they're in three different sizes and four different colors, there's not a lot of differentiaries there. And maybe you need to find out ways to present those attributes as one product and allow the user to make a selection and to remove 27 products, 27 pages from your website and bring it down to just one page because of all those attributes that are made up of that. So you can control your crawl budget or you remove some of your sitemaps or you ask Google not to crawl a certain sitemap on days of the week. You could start to manipulate these things to get them to other areas of your website to take notice of those things, to give influence to those. Um, mm. It is it is snaky. You have to be careful in the things that you do because Google essentially doesn't like that in a lot of ways. But it tells you what it's crawling and what it's including or not crawling, including and why. Um, there are a lot of false positives. It does throw a lot of little red lights at times, and it could be something where your server that your website's at has some updates or does a backup, and there might be a maintenance time of 20, 30 a minute. That happens at 2 a.m., on three days a week. And that just so happens when Googlebot came by and it says that you have a 500, we can't access your website. So it's mm. false positives. There's things you have to start to learn on what some of these things mean and how much is it hindering? Is it really, really a problem? Or is it, or, or is it not a problem? Or is it something we have to con consider? Um, where's the benefits of some of these things? So <clears throat> kind of in summary here, um, Search Council is something you definitely want to utilize and participate with your web property. Because of the, the, the large amounts of data and feedback it gives you, we care about Google. Um, another part in there that I do like myself too is long time ago, way back in the day <clears throat> before there was internet. No, when there was internet, but back in the day, uh, Google used to be able to show you your backlink profile. So those of you that are keen to SEO and understand what backlinks, other websites linking back to your website and pages within your website, the quantity of those, the volume, well, keywords they contain, so many different aspects of those do influence rankings and where you show up in Google. And that's, mm. that's a long story. That's talking about the evolution of the world, right? The Big Bang Theory almost. You can go pretty deep on that. But analytics used to show you your backlink profile way back in the day. So there's probably some people listening that are like, oh, yeah, I remember that. I remember that was great. And then they took it away. And then there was no way you could find it out except for third-party tools. And now Google does show you your backlink profile in your validated search console account. So you can see the websites that are linking to you, what keywords are associated with those links that are coming to you. Um, and that's what they're validating and doing. <clears throat> so... God, this can just go on forever. We could talk about this for hours, Gary. Um, but but to summarize here, if you have a, a dirty or toxic, or let's say that you hired a company and they did a bunch of backlinking for you because they said that was going to boost your SEO and make you the best HVAC company in um, small sure. town Wisconsin, um, they went on and got you a bunch of spammy junk links from a bunch of scraper sites. And now you, you see that your rankings have dropped and then maybe somebody doesn't, somebody like us doesn't audit and we see that you have a little bit of toxicity with your backlink profile. One of the things that happened, I want to say this was like 2010, 2011, somewhere around there, but Google came out with a disavow tool. So inside of Search Console, I can look at my entire backlink profile and then I can sculpt and take certain URLs and say basically like, I have this group of friends that all give me some type. They say, yeah, I know him. I know Dwight. I know Gary. Um, and they link to me. 
but a lot of people I don't want to maybe be associated with, or maybe there's a group that are linking to me purposely because I'm from a bad neighborhood and I don't want to have associations with them. So now I can take an entire text file URL list specifically at a long URL, the page specific or domain specific, the entire domain. And I can tell Google, listen, these are people that I think just don't represent who I am. I don't want to associate with them. I don't even want to consider them a, um, not a friend. And I don't want to consider them like a compadre. So don't take them into consideration. Don't even uh, consider them in my whole entire backlink profile. I don't want to be associated with them. I don't want to have any benefits or any negatives from that relationship that they've given me. And you upload the file. And Google does what they're supposed to do with it, supposedly. It goes into a purgatory black pit, and uh, the whole entire aspect is is they don't consider those URLs anymore. So you can do some sculpting to see how benefits happen out of things like that in bad neighborhoods and other aspects. That used to be a black hat technique is we would be hired to then crush a competitor online by giving them a bunch of very crappy backlinks from very dark neighborhoods and back you know, bad places. And that was back on the onion. You could do that with a lot of different networks in the middle East, so on and so forth. But Google's, you know, found other ways and signals now that they can kind of skeet through those things. But now this is maintenance on your backyard. You have a house, that's your domain, that's your website. And now you need to take care of it. You have to maintain it. You have to do things with it. And Google wants to make sure they uphold specifically, supposedly they want to uphold the integrity of the internet and the integrity of their search results. Now, truth be told, they do have stockholders. People do have their stocks in their portfolio. Alphabet um, needs to make money every quarter. So it is a paid business. It is going to modify search results and do things towards their advertising programs that are going to help them make more revenue for their shareholders. But there's got to be some level of like some fairness in regards to it. That's the game we're playing. That's all what's in regards to all of this. But Search Console is going to get you a lot more view and data and feedback that you've been wanting and and lingering for, um, yearning for, sorry. And the other good news about that, too, is if you have traffic that's coming from Bing, you know what Bing is, right? That's that uh, Microsoft product search engine that gets probably about 6 or 7% of world Internet traffic. Um, but that's the default install with their edge platform on any type of laptop that's running the, is it just the edge or it's just the Microsoft platform? I don't, I don't even know what that operating system is. It edge as the operating system for PC. You would know. You mean like windows and stuff? Oh, windows. Sorry. Yeah. Windows. So windows, Microsoft windows, Bing is their search engine, but you can import all of your validation settings from Google search console over into Bing webmaster tools. And then you can have a lot of the same data over there in the Bing search engine. So you're going to have essentially two different places where you want to have your site um, indexed and validated so you can get good data from it. And then you can start to go down this rabbit hole of like, Oh, what does all this data mean? And how, much of an alert is this and how much of a problem is this and how good is this and why does it say this is doing so good but I'm not getting the traffic or the sales and blah, 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 blah. So to summarize it, Gary, you want to kind of round it up here for our listeners because if not, I am going to talk on for the next hour. <laughs> I think Google Search Console is an essential thing in 2023. Um, I think it has great uses and I think it, what, what's great about it is when you have access to it, when you have it set up, there are beginner things that you can look at 
there are medium, inter, you know, intermediate kind of um, level things that you can start um, checking and monitoring. And then there's, you know, expert level things that you can do. So, and I think you talked about all, all three of them, Dwight, the sculpting of your crawl budget. Um, that's more of an expert thing. The queries thing where you can um, just see why people are coming to your website, what they're typing in to find it. I mean, that's a very easy thing you can do. It's very easy to understand and it's very easy to access with Google Search Console. So due to just how easy it is to use and how accessible it is, I think everyone should at least spend 10 minutes to check it out, look at it and, and, and evaluate what they can learn from it. Yeah, definitely a big important step. And if you need help with that, always reach out to someone like us or some trusted provider that's out there and get them to walk you through it and set it up. And so even a small overview, even ask them, I would challenge you, we're in that time and age now, hey, do a Loom video or do a Zoom video and record it for me and walk me through that you set it up and that it's working and go through some of the the important parts that I should know about and have them send you that video and watch it a couple of times, then ask some questions. Learn about it. The more you know, the better off you're going to be, right? And that's the way you can run your business and look at focal parts of where you're making your investments and how you get return on those investments as well. So in conclusion, going on through the summer, we have some big news over here at Trademark Productions. Some things are going to be changing, which are going to be pretty awesome. And that's going to include uh, the podcasts. So these intros and exits um, from the 301 redirect, which it's clear, you know, very close to my heart. I love the 301. The vacancy during COVID was kind of a bummer deal. Um, but it's sure. going to be reunited with, it's reinvigorated. It's going to be rebirthed with something even newer and better that's going to be cooler. And I, hopefully it's going to be something in snackable formats. A lot of our friends and customers, a lot of the audience members are going to listen to these things as they treadmill go for a walk with uh, sammy their dog cut the mow their lawn um drive to work do a bunch of different things but uh the important part is we're doing these because we want to give you some suggestions and give you some insights for no fee whatsoever just to get you more interested in what the digital world can be doing for you so signing off today on the search console thing and my man from wales 